0: Welcome back. This is the fifth episode of The Narrow Century, a podcast of Irregular Tales, and I'm Gordon Graham, your humble host, with a quick PSA to our faithful listeners. These days, with the rush and tumult of modern life, it can be so easy to take warding charms for granted. Coffin nails, iron horseshoes, and bricks of salt are all reliable and long-lived defenses against malevolent spirits and black magic curses, but they do need to be replaced and maintained. Take a little time tonight to check and make sure that all your wards and trinkets are up to code and fully functional. Remember, you can never be too careful when it comes to keeping your family safe from the flesh rending abominations that lurk slavering just beyond the veil. Well, with that out of the way, I guess I've got a story to get to, huh? I'm sure those charms can wait just a little longer. Take a listen. I, uh, I want you to take part in a little experiment with me here. Well, not with me, exactly. I'm just facilitating. It doesn't matter. Just listen for a minute. Did you hear anything? Anything at all? Uh, knocking, maybe? Maybe. A rustling? A scratching? Voices, indistinct or otherwise? Because I didn't make a sound. I was being dead silent. You've just taken part in what I call a radio test, a semi-passive scanning protocol for uh, post-mortal emanations, or PMEs, or ghosts. Did you hear anything? Are you sure? Think back. Maybe a sound like breath over the mouth of a Coke bottle. Maybe a slight crunching like rubber boots on dry leaves. Were you quiet? How quiet were you? Try listening again. Did you hear that? I mean, I didn't hear it, obviously. The radio test is only effective in the vicinity of the receiver. My role, my facilitation, is just providing a clear, silent channel on which the post-mortal emanations or PMEs or ghosts can project their psychic textures. The radio part is key. Are you listening on one? An actual radio, not one of those digital streams that shoot the sound of a broadcast over the internet. Digital media is completely unsuitable for the subtle craft of emanation detection. Analog. Analog is the only way to do it. In the smears and blurs of film photography, you can see the distorted features of the post When was the last time you caught a glimpse of the great beyond, a sterile matrix of ones and zeros? When was the last time you caught a glimpse of the great beyond at all? Too few, too few these days, and less with every passing decade as the world spins deeper and deeper into the digital age, Then where does that leave the emanations? Trapped. Frozen in that narrow century when radio and film photography and landlines were common. I want you to listen again. Really listen. Don't think about how crazy you may or may not think I am. Don't focus on my motivations. I want you to make sure that it's quiet around you. And really, really, really listen. Okay? Okay. Here we go. Emanations are an intrinsic part of our culture, a deeply ingrained piece of our collective history, and we abandon them, and we forget them, at our peril. There is a reason we sit around campfires in the late watches of the night, reminding each other that the veil is not as thick as we might think with Chinese legends of hungry specters and histories of Victorian seances and spiritualist parlors, uh, talk of the Native American Wendigo, half-ghost, half-man, stalking the pine-forested hills of Canada in search of something I can never, ever find. Why do we assume that this is all just talk? Why doesn't anyone understand the importance of the, the, the commonality of these oral traditions across continents, across generations? So much talk, but nobody listens anymore. History is telling us something. It is saying something we all instinctively know, but have chosen to forget. The dead do not leave. I'm coming across like a kook here. A lunatic, I know, I know. I talk about ghost stories and forgotten histories, and you're thinking, I know, I know how it sounds, you're thinking of a wild-eyed, superstitious hillbilly with a bristling beard, squatting on a log, warning college kids to stay out of them hills. Yeah, I know how it sounds. I've met guys like that. Just because I look to oral tradition and folklore for clues doesn't mean I don't approach my research into this sobering field with any less clear-eyed precision than any botanist or physicist or historian. You're the one who's letting prejudice cloud your perceptions here, leaping to the assumption that I'm deluded at the first mention of the G-word. Well, fine then. Have it your way. Ghost. Ghosts. Ghost, ghost, ghost. Are you happy now? Are you intimidated by how crazy I am? Good. Great. Did you hear anything? Are you sure you listen closely enough? The radio test produces the most consistent results of anything I've tried so far. It works, or near enough, anyway. Look. Guglielmo Marconi, the Italian inventor who pioneered long-distance radio communication, was working at all kinds of theories when he died. Two radio operators aboard the Titanic were in his employ, and he heard their voices over the radio hours after the ship had gone down. He heard their calls for help, the last desperate gasp of the unsinkable ship well after it had sunk. This was a man who understood radio as well as anyone else alive, and he became convinced that there was more to these transmissions, little rays and waves of electromagnetic energy, than he had ever imagined. He thought... uh, Marconi came to theorize that all transmissions, all sound that was ever spoken to the open air, is still around us, somehow, somewhere, suspended in sunbeams too fast for the eye to see... He thought that if he could tune his radio just so, he could hear Shakespeare and the Globe, or hear Caesar cursing his betrayers on the Senate floor, or hear Christ delivering his sermon from the Mount. Marconi thought this. And now? I'm getting these sounds over the wireless. Sounds that shouldn't be there. If you tune it just so. Can you hear them? The voices of the dead. Post-mortal emanations, PMEs, ghosts. People quibble with me about this. They say that's not the same thing, even if it's true. Marconi was talking about the vibrations of stuff that had already been said, not disembodied consciousnesses, not psychic textures or emanations, and I say, maybe. But then I ask, what exactly do they imagine a ghost is? It's, a uh, not a rhetorical question. I don't have much of a point beyond genuine curiosity, except that we know so little for certain about what a PME might actually be. What do you imagine a ghost is? I hear all kinds of answers. Some tell me that they're semi-physical manifestations of dread—you've heard these stories—murderers and betrayers haunted by their victims, creditors enveloped by phantasms of lost generosity to chide them for their miserly ways. These people say that ghosts are really just the souls of sleeping dogs that won't lie. Some tell me that they're creatures with nothing left of them but fear, and that's what makes them so deeply troubling. Scraps of people, nothing left but the part of them that was terrified to die, too terrified to die. Ghosts are just the last vestiges of survival instinct that doesn't realize that the race is over. Some tell me that they're delusions, that they were never there. Nothing but the poison of nostalgia, gnawing on the roots of the mind, and filling Old places with wishful thoughts of better days. But I'm the one who's scared to let them die. Did you hear that? I guess not. I guess. I don't really know what a ghost is. Not very precise of me, I know. At least botanists and physicists know what azaleas and newtons are, respectively. I can't be certain. And maybe that's for the best, in an analog field like emanation detection. But I think that when you get right down to it, A ghost can be called a footprint of life. Ripples and waves filtering out across the water long after the object has fallen beneath the surface. The moment when I speak these words, and the moment that they emanate to your ears, might be separated by seconds, or minutes, or hours or years, if Marconi was right in the end. Who can say where I am by the time you hear me utter these syllables? Who can say if I am? Who can say how these emanations might change you, your ways of thinking? Are you listening closely? Did you hear that? Century, Episode Five Ghost Talk, was written and performed by Gordon Graham. Music was provided with permission by Petunia and the Vipers and Tanya Donnelly. For written material and further episodes, visit NarrowCentury.com. These days are sweet and strange.